You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Terrace Football Podcast. Uh, my name is Andy Harrow and I'm here tonight with Sean McGuigan. Hi Sean. Hello. Uh, so we are here tonight to discuss the huge fallout really from the uh, the decision by Wraith Rovers to sign David Goodwillie that happened uh, about 24 hours ago, just slightly less than that. Um, so within that uh, we'll kind of talk around the timeline of what happened our kind of feelings on it, and then uh, the the more recent events. Um, before we get to that point, though, uh, I think there's one thing that we need to to make clear. We'll obviously be digging into this issue primarily as fans and kind of bemoaning our lot about what's happened with it. But I think it's important before we go any further to to mention that there's a real victim in this. Um, a civil court case found that Denise Clare was raped by David Goodwillie and David Robertson. Um, the judge at the time found her evidence cogent persuasive and compelling. Uh, Denise waived her rights to anonymity in 2013 in order to speak out about the the criminal case uh, and and the fact that it didn't progress. Just three months after that civil case, David Goodwillie joined Clyde uh, and this story was dragged up again so soon after it had closed. Wraith Rovers, by signing Goodwillie five years later, have ensured that Denise's name is once again uh, at the forefront of national news. I can't imagine how awful uh, and traumatic that experience that must be for her. Uh, and I think before we go any further tonight, uh, I think it's worth to say that uh, our thoughts are, are with her and her family. And uh, I hope she's doing uh, as well as possibly uh, she can be. Yeah, agreed. So uh, with that in mind, I think we uh, can talk a wee bit about what's happened uh since last night so for anyone that doesn't know and i can't i can't imagine anyone listening to this hasn't got some idea of what's happened to it but effectively uh so th- there had been rumors shown there in terms of towards the end of last year uh, and into january that wraith might be signing david goodwillie from uh clyde on the basis that you know we've talked about it in the podcast before that wraith can't score any goals they can't create any chances and they can't score any goals and they're, they're probably best chance to to reach the Premiership in, I don't know, how many years now would that be? At least a decade, but more than that. 1995, something like that was the last time they were in there. I think, I think it came down in 95. Yeah. Uh, so that was the last time they were in the top tier. I 
Yeah, and we had the, the the one season that we competed in Fairland, but otherwise there would be nothing. So, so this this uh, this year has been our best opportunity to do it, uh, and and we've not been able to score goals. And it seemed the, the story seemed to come out round about Christmas time, end of, end of the year, that we might be in for David Goodwillie. Uh, at the time, there was a lot of pushback from fans. Uh, I know a lot of people emailed the club uh, to express their displeasure at that, and Val McDermott publicly went online on Twitter to say that uh, she'd basically be pulling back if that happened. Uh, and, and that seemed to that seemed to nuke it, Sean, at that point. I, I thought that was that was at that stage. So did I. Uh, and I, I know there was... I, I suppose there was a hope that maybe it was just rumour and, and conjecture. Uh, I, I must admit, I'd, I'd, I'd heard that we'd been in for him a few times and that there was some... Uh, substance to the fact that, we, that we'd been interested in the past and we had been interested or, or were interested going into the, the January transfer market. As you say, I'd, I'd hoped that that, that that had died down, that that had been eliminated. The fact that, I mean, I don't know how many fans emailed the club at that point. I did. I think you did. And I, I know we can all always get caught up in the, the kind of echo chamber of, of social media. It felt like a lot of people emailed the club but, but goodness knows how many did in, in reality. However, the fact that you had Val McDermott, who was the main sponsor of Wraith Rovers, initially, essentially saying, if we were to sign David Goodwillie, I will have no part of, of Wraith Rovers Football Club. It kind of felt like that was, that was a huge statement, quite an important statement. And, and let's face it, money talks. And, and I felt at that point, right, well, that's, that knocks that on the head. And, and thank goodness. Mm. However... When I went on Pine Bovril last night at maybe roughly this time, for like the back of dinner time, and there was a couple of Clyde fans saying, just uh, a signing David Goodwillie. And then I got a DM on Twitter from a Clyde fan to say, listen, you're definitely signing David Goodwillie. I hope they were all wrong. I hope they were at it. I hope they were mistaken uh, at, at, at the very least. But I must admit, from seven o'clock onwards to half ten when the announcement came, I was I, I was I was like refreshing my phone on the on on the website, mm. and every time I refreshed it, like, like the story that came up was the fact that Blaze Riley Snow had was joining Aloha. And I was like, right, I I want this to be the main story on the Wraith Rovers website until the the transfer window closes, uh, and unfortunately, at, at whatever whatever time it was half past ten. I mean, I knew it'd be late. I mean, maybe maybe it wasn't. On purpose, maybe it wasn't by design. Maybe that was when he passed his his, his fitness test. I don't know, but we announced it at half past ten at night, and I uh, I I was crestfallen, uh, to, to be honest. And uh, things have, I suppose, things have escalated from there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was I was in the middle of a, a second watch of Nomadland, which is a lovely film, uh, but not not going to get into this podcast. But uh, I, I thought it was a bit of a dull film. I thought it was a bit of a dull film, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, but, but regardless, regardless, yeah, yeah. basically, I couldn't I couldn't get back into it because I, I think I was just sort of pent up fury for the rest of the uh, uh, the evening. So that that uh, statement came out that Rovers had signed uh, David Goodwillie. Since then. Social media, pretty much in the in the uh, twelve hours after that. I mean, again, you, you're right in saying there's a bit of it where there's a bubble when it comes to social media. You know, we've all we've all been in that before, and we think there's a huge event that everyone's bothered about, and then actually in reality, there's a whole bunch of people that don't go on Twitter and don't care about it. But in our bubble, it certainly seemed like it was a big event. Uh, lots of people tweeting, oh, largely criticism about the decision. 
Uh, like fans like ourselves generally in the first instance the first big kind of moment was Val McDermott uh, pulling out her uh, sponsorship uh, she's pulled out I think she's, she's due to sponsor them next season and she's yep. pulled out of that yep. um, she obviously sponsors the shirts and she's got the stand as well that she she has her name on um, she mentioned about the fact that she felt physically sick about the idea of David Goodwillie's uh, running out in, in a shirt with her name on it uh, since then Pretty much anyone who's anyone has uh, come out with uh, with criticism of the club. Um, certainly, other other uh, kind of famous Rovers fans, Ian, Ian Rankin's come out. Lots of other supporters of other teams. And uh, before we get to kind of get into our feelings on it, I think and, and you mentioned this when we were talking separately was that one of the slightly more positive things about this is how. It has generally seemed like the majority of people have, have criticised the the decision to bring him in. There's there, there's always a fear with these decisions that it ends up being a kind of fifty fifty split between people who think it's an awful decision and defenders and apologists uh, and you know kind of what about it and everything abounds with it. As as far as certainly I've seen, it's generally been people appalled at the at the decision making process. Aye. I, I, and again, that that might be because you and me might be in a, a kind of echo chamber, I suppose. But uh, but I mean, over and above kind of Valmont Dermot, you've got like Tag Games, who I think is the second biggest Wraith Rover sponsor, has pulled out. I think two directors have have tended their resignation today. The supporter liaison officer has tended their, their, their resignation today. The captain of Wraith Rovers women's team has tended their resignation today. I've done. Uh, I've done voluntary work for Wraith Rovers for about 10 years. I, I emailed them last night to say that, that that was me. I know there's other volunteers that have decided that they, they, they can't continue to, to, to give up their, their own personal time to support the club after they've signed somebody who has been convicted in a, a, a civil court of rape. And, 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 and fair, you know, some fair play to them uh, because I, I certainly can't bring myself to... I certainly can't bring myself to do it. If there is a, a positive from from this, it is, as you say, how in, in terms of what I've seen broadly across the race support and uh, the support of other clubs, where, where they're calling this out and saying that the club is, is very much in the wrong and they can't understand why they've went down this route. And I know, uh, I think it's Martin Glass, who's a who's a Wraith Rovers fan, who who set up a, a kind of GoFundMe account. To, and I, I think it was, I think it was Rape Crisis Scotland. For, forgive me, I'm not entirely sure of the of the uh, charity, but but I think I, I think he set that up. And already after only a few hours, like they've raised about four and a half grand, uh, which is great. However, the the fact that this has come from such a, a, a kind of dreadful scenario is. Is horrific. So yeah, let, let's <laughs> dig into it a wee bit in terms of your emotions on it. So there, there's a, there's a lot of different elements to this. There's the there's your personal stake in it. There's all the community stuff that the club's supposed to do that is is kind of down the toilet. There's the the bit on the the pitch. You know what the what happens to them and whether you follow them. What's your what's your kind of overriding emotions and feelings from before? You know, we'll get to the the latter statement uh, a wee bit later. But in general, the 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 decision to sign Goodwillie, what were your kind of overriding thoughts on it? And uh, in, in, in terms of my feelings last night, I, I kind of struggled with it initially because I wasn't entirely sure I could 
putting the words how I was feeling, if that makes sense. So like, I, I think it came out about half past 10. And then I don't think I put anything on, I don't think I said anything on Pine Bovril till maybe quarter to 12. And it was quite late that I mentioned something on Twitter. And, and that wasn't because I was like, well, I don't know whether to say anything or not, but it was because I probably couldn't really express it properly. And I, I don't even know if I, if I expressed it properly even, even then. To, to try and express it now, what I would say is, like, I, like, right, so I, like any football fan, I, I mean, like, so I've been going to the Rovers for 35 years or something, right? And in, in terms of the, the, the feelings that Wraith Rovers have given me down the years, it's exactly the same as any other football fan. So I've been... Every now and again, I've been elated or I've been frustrated or I've been bored or I've been annoyed temporarily. Like the, the, the gambit of emotions that all football fans go through uh, most Saturdays, I suppose. What I would say is though, up until Monday night, I've never been I've never been upset about something that Wraith Rovers have done. And I've never been ashamed about something that Wraith Rovers have done. And I've never felt let down about something that Wraith Rovers have done. And I think the first two, I think those first two things are, are probably obvious as to why I felt that. But to try and expand on the last one in terms of why I, I feel like I've been let down. Uh, if you if you go back to the start of the pandemic, right? Whenever that was, was it six months ago or two years ago? Jeez, oh, like every month just, just blends into one now. But it, it was a long time ago, right? And Wraith were fairly quick off the mark, thanks to Andy Mill, who has now resigned because of this uh, from the board. Andy Mill put out a fundraiser and I chucked in as much money as I could. So I got paid and I chucked in money, whatever I could afford. Uh, the, the same as everybody else uh, who, who, who was interested in the future at Wraith Rovers. And we weren't, we, we weren't asking for anything. All we were asking for at that point is can we just make sure that we have a football club to go and see at the end of the pandemic? Now, it turns out that we're fine, right? Or it looks like we're fine, or we were fine. Uh, and we're like Wraith Rovers fans raised about 100 grand. And, and actually, when uh, again, I'm going to, I suppose this is a wee bit of a tangent, but when it comes to me not asking for anything, there was a point where I, so I ordered the, they had a sale on, on the old yellow away strip where they won League One. Yep. And I ordered it, and it's the smallest football strip I've, I've ever ordered. I couldn't get it over my head. No, I've had this and, I can't get it over my and, head. And, 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 and I didn't care. Like, I wasn't going to contact the Rovers and say, actually, this is too small. I'd like my money back. And like, I couldn't care. I, I just wanted to give the Rovers 20 quid. And I stuck the away strip in my drawer, and it's still there. And that's, that's all I was interested in. I'm going to give the Rovers 20 quid. And I asked for nothing in return. However, here we are a couple of years later. And... The rumour started in December that, that potentially David Goodwillie would be signing for the Rovers. And actually, at that point, I, I probably was asking something from the Rovers. And what I was asking was, would it be okay if we didn't sign somebody who had been convicted of rape in a civil court? Like, that's what I, that's what I was asking of them. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Like, it feels like something that's, that's reasonably common sense. And I know a lot of other Wraith Rovers fans asked the same. It might have been dozens, it might have been hundreds, I, I don't know. But it was certainly a sizable chunk of the Wraith Rovers support. And we, we, we don't have a big support. So even if there was a hundred, that's a lot. That's a lot of people. And I, I don't think, like some people have said, oh, they're just, they're just ignoring our, uh, sorry, they, they haven't listened to our opinions. 
I don't think that Wraith Rovers haven't listened. I, I think that the decision makers at Wraith Rovers have listened to uh, opinions like like my own, but they've decided that they won't that they're going to ignore them, and that's that's different. And that suggests to me that there, there is a, a, an arrogance amongst the Wraith Rovers decision makers that, that they know best, and and perhaps they do. Perhaps it is. Perhaps it might be that that Wraith Rovers signed David Goodwillie. They go to the Premier League, and the fact that I don't know, fifteen percent of Wraith Rovers fans who are isolated and alienated at this moment in time, and, and maybe won't come back. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that won't matter. However, I I, I sense this as a, a a dreadful decision, and Wraith Rovers won't get promoted, and their attendances will suffer, and ultimately they'll be stuck with an expensively paid mid-30s striker who can't lead them to the Premiership and a, a dwindling attendance and the club can only go backwards from here. Uh, I, I think it's the biggest mistake they've made since Anelka and although we don't know yet, time will tell, I think it's a far bigger mistake than, than appointing Anelka because the thing about Anelka was it was a, it was abundantly apparent within weeks ultimately that Claude and Elka wasn't wasn't fit for purpose, and then the season started, and then there was, there was something to get behind for all the supporters of Wraith Rovers, and it was let's get an Elka out, let's get the board out, let's unite, and and the entire fan base did, and they got an Elka out, but the entire fan base aren't united here because not everybody thinks that signing Dave, David Goodwill is a mistake. Some people do, some people don't. So the fan base are split. So how, like, the, the, you kind of unite the fan base here in terms of in terms of a protest or in terms of doing something. Uh, it's it's a horrendous decision, and I think the only thing I can compare it to is like like the Tories recently have kind of leaked what they're going to do to to news outlets. So I'll go in the BBC or I'll go in a newspaper and say, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then there'll, there'll generally be a backlash. And then the Tories will say, all right, well, we'll not do that. We'll kind of water down what we we're going to do. But actually what we throwers have done is, I'm, I'm not saying they've leaked it, but the story has become apparent in December. Uh, there has been a backlash. People like you and me have, have, have emailed the club and, and, and so on and so forth. And they've decided to ignore it. And and because of that, it, it's very difficult to, to feel any sympathy for them at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, so I would agree with, with pretty much everything that you said, and it echoes a lot of, of what I felt. Uh, I've kind of gone from, I, I was planning to buy tickets for the Celtic game today, I think they're on sale today or tomorrow, I was planning to buy tickets for that. Uh, it was... Uh, but yeah, as you know, my dad passed away, but it was his birthday that weekend. We were planning to go as kind of one of the things we were going to do is that because Wraith Rovers was one of the things that kept us all close uh, or brought us back together at times. But we're not going to that game anymore. Uh, Queen of the South games tonight, I could be watching that. I'm not going to be watching that game anymore. Truth be told, I don't know when I'm next going to go to a Wraith Rovers game or watch a Wraith Rovers game. The, the idea of celebrating somebody who's convicted of rape it's just something that I'm, I'm not prepared to do I'm not prepared to celebrate a club whose manager and who a number of board members think should be at the club uh, and I, you know actually John McGlynn is one of the people I'm most disappointed in this whole affair I, I, 
he's always seemed like a decent man. Uh, I, I used to interview him for the, the programme and it, we didn't have a great relationship in the sense that he, he, he was always very suspicious of me because I kind of made a mistake in my first uh the first time I did it, and he never, he never really trusted me after that. But I, I like, he was, he was always polite, uh, and I, I thought he's, he's been a, he's been a brilliant manager for the Rovers. But I'm deeply disappointed in his decision making with this. That the idea of trying to go for promotion at all costs is, I, I think, completely tarnished his reputation. But I, I, so I, I don't know, I don't know when I'll go back. If I go back, it'll be one of those things that the only the only way I can see it happening is if the decision makers are out of the club and they bring in new people with different ideas because at the moment it just doesn't seem tenable for me to celebrate or cheer any of those people that are, that are there at the moment. I think there's so many strange elements to this decision making. It, uh, it's sort of terrible from a, a fan perspective in the point of view of we've got to make a decision whether or not we we do support a club that's got a, a, a rapist in it. But there's things like the community element of it, which I find almost odder than sort of the idea that it might piss off a few keyboard warriors. I sort of understand clubs are used to doing that and ultimately, usually it ends up working out all right for them. But the idea that Wraith Rovers are such a community club, you know, they've got so many volunteers like yourself. I've used to do it. There's so many people, the guys at Wraith TV, for example, loads of people behind the scenes, the guys selling the programmes that do stuff for the Rovers because they love the Rovers. There's all the initiatives that they do with the older people and uh, people, younger kids and girls and everything, they must have known, surely, that there was a chance that making this decision would alienate them from the community. That they, There must have been someone at some point when there's a chance that we lose the girls' team or the women's team. There's a chance that people don't come back from the community. There's a chance that some of these volunteers, that all the people that put the programme together don't come back. And that is what I find baffling because what what are you know teams like Man City can get away with pissing off their their local fans. They can you know appeal to people all across the world and and they'll they'll have people that ultimately support them. But for clubs like Rovers, for for almost all the clubs in Scotland, to be honest, the community is such a huge part of what they do. Like like gate money is important to clubs like ours, but them being a huge part of the community. Is massively, you know, it's what Wraith Rovers are Kirkcaldy, like, and and vice versa. And but but they've they've just destroyed all that all that work that they've done over the years to to put those relationships into place and to build something with fans. And you know, there's been a rocky relationship with fans over the years. Sometimes, you know, you mentioned the Elka period. Half the time we were in League One, the fans were were furious on a kind of weekly basis, and there were some really patchy periods there between the board and the, the fans. But there was never a never a point that the fans might be pissed off, but there was never a point that the fans were disgusted with what the board were doing or appalled by it. They might not disagree, they might not agree with it, but but this is this is this is another level. And and so so the community aspect is bonkers. The fact that they knew they'd lose Val McDermott was crazy. They knew they would. They can't pretend that they didn't know that was going to happen because she told them weeks ago publicly. We all saw it. There was surely a chance they would lose other sponsors out of this. Commercially, they'll have lost people. People going to hospitality won't be going anymore. Uh, you know, my daughter was on Brad Spencer's shirt. She sponsored that last year. I'm not going to be doing that anytime soon. 
there's lots of decisions that people will take. Uh, I've not cancelled it yet because I've forgotten to do it, but I will cancel my my ten pounds a month that I give to the give to the club and yeah, on top of the season ticket stuff. So, so there's all these different reasons where I don't know if the, the the board haven't thought about it or they don't care or I don't I don't know what it is. I, I find the whole thing just just really really poor from a decision making point of view. And then, so we had so we had all this today. Uh, all the people pulling out, the board members leaving, various people. Uh, you know, it, it, it's gone national. Like it's been on the Athletic, it's been on the Guardian, it's been on ITV. There's like the Guardian's media. Correspondent, I saw was tweeting about it earlier. What, what is he talking about Wraith Rovers for? Uh, but they've, they've, you know, that that's where we got to, and then we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for Rovers to release a statement to clarify it. And then, Sean, what did we, what did we ultimately get? The, the statement's nothing. The, the statement is essentially uh, an eight hundred word explanation of of what they essentially explained last night. As in, we we've signed David Goodwillie. They're saying that we've signed David Goodwillie on footballing reasons. They they talk about they talk about I, 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 I don't have it in front of me, but they say something like David Goodwillie is, is part of the Wraith Rovers family because he was on loan fifteen years ago. Uh, yes, I, yeah. So uh, I've got it here. As David has previously played for Wraith Rovers earlier in his career, we consider him to be part of Wraith Rovers Football Club. The management team is familiar with David's career and background, and in particular his footballing ability. Uh, right, right, okay, so what about uh, so, so he's part of Wraith Rovers Football Club because he was there 15 years ago What about, what about Val McDermott? What about uh, Tyler Ratchey who has re- retired from Wraith Rovers What about the uh, uh, women's team? What about the fact that there is uh, dozens of fans who are uh, up in arms at, about this but David Goodwillie is part of Wraith Rovers because he was on loan 15 years ago it's it's a nonsense. The, the statement is, is is bullshit and is is essentially a a more long drawn out, no more of an explanation than the fact we have signed David, David Goodwillie. And ultimately, it kind of feels like, like they say we've taken on board uh, opinions from uh, from people. I don't know who I don't know whose opinion they've taken on board. They haven't they haven't spoken to me. They haven't spoken to anybody, and I don't expect them to talk to me, incidentally. <laughs> But they haven't spoken to anybody that, that I know uh, in, in terms of people out with the the, 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 the football club. I the statement is, has, has done has done nothing to, to kind of placate anybody. And I, I didn't expect anything more. Mm-hmm. Like I like I just expected the, the, the statement to be I hope David Goodwillie can score some goals. Because ultimately that's what it comes down to. And I know they're saying, but it, it, it's a footballing decision. However, the people who are angry aren't angry from a footballing perspective. They're angry from a, well, I don't know, a, a social perspective. They're no. angry from a moral perspective. They're angry from a, a decency perspective. And this statement doesn't, do, doesn't, doesn't answer any of those people. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that, uh, and I mentioned in a tweet last night, and Pretty much came past, although it was actually even more wishy-washy than I thought they would do with it. But effectively, they said, oh, so I've got the, the statement here, they said, well, acknowledging the gravity of what happened 10 years ago as a club, we fully support and encourage rehabilitation and many factors influence our signing. So what they're saying there is effectively that it's all, it's all that stuff that you always get about second chances. Oh, they deserve a, they deserve a second chance. Everyone deserves a second chance. And the, there is an element of society where you, you do a crime uh, 
but you deserve a second chance. You know, David Martindale being an example of somebody who's who uh, was convicted of something, uh, went to prison, did time, came back out, started at the bottom, was very conciliatory about what happened and, and accepted his mistakes and everything else. Uh, and then he's been given a second chance. You know, there's a debate, should he still be in football? But you, you can't deny that at the very least... He accepted what he did, did his time and has worked his way all the way back up again. There's a difference with David Goodwillie in that, he, well, I mean, for one thing, he, he was found guilty in a civil uh, court of rape, which is one thing. And in a, Rovers, as I say, are a community club. They deal with women, uh, they deal with men, they deal with children. David Goodwillie, whether he likes it or not as an ambassador of Wraith Rovers, David Goodwillie will be paid at times to go out into the community to do stuff. Or even if it's just around Starts Park, there will be women there uh, in the office or playing on the pitch or whatever. And David Goodwillie is now an ambassador of Wraith Rovers. So Wraith Rovers have an ambassador who is a rapist. So with football, it's different. Like football's a privilege to it's a privilege to play football. I would love to play for the Rovers, but I'm shite and I, I can't play football. <laughs> I've not seen you play, Sean, but I'm going to say you're probably the same. And uh, well, I, I'm, 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 I was no I'm shite. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying we're both shite in comparison to professional footballers. So I think no, no, that's true. That's true. We're in five sides, but um, but uh, you know, it's a privilege to play football. You don't. You know, you don't just automatically get that back after you've done something wrong. Like you don't. It's not you know, it's not any job that you could be doing. You're you're playing at the top level of a of a sport that that so many people love, and the you know, so you don't you don't just automatically get back there just because you're good at it. And I think that's one of the. I, I just I hate that mealy mouth way that that. People always defend it as a second chance. Yeah, you can have a second chance, but there's there's different second chances, and David Goodwillie doesn't deserve a second chance like this. Um, and and that statement, uh, it, it's just an embarrassing statement. It doesn't have it. Nobody puts their name to it for one thing, so there's cowardness behind that. I mean, they kind of blame so, it. So so so, so I am. Um, I mean, here here's the thing. So uh, the. The the rumor was that the the boardroom meeting was four to two in terms of wanting to sign Goodwillie. So so I I presume John McGlynn had said I want to sign David Goodwillie, and then the board voted on it, and it was four to two. So see, rather than uh, an anonymous statement that tells us nothing and doesn't doesn't further the the debate, doesn't doesn't give me any more information, doesn't make me feel any better. Let's speak to the four people who have decided that it's the best way for Wraith Rovers Football Club to, to, to go because I, I, I think they're wrong and I think we're on a, we're on a slippery slope here. Mm. So, so what are the... It, it can't possibly be, I think David Goodwillie can score nine goals between now and May. It, it, it can't possibly be. Surely no. Is, is that their only rationale be, be, be behind signing David Goodwillie? Like, they must think, right, so he can score nine this season. However, I do appreciate there's a downside, so maybe we shouldn't sign him. Mm. And if there is a downside, what are the consequences of that? And if they haven't thought of that, then they should, they should be kind of held, held to account for that. But I don't even think that they think of the consequences. My, my feeling is that they accept whatever 
David Goodwillie's version of events is that they accept his version of events. Like David Goodwillie has done nothing publicly to accept any culpability for what he's done. Uh, you know, he seems, if anything, annoyed that it cost him his career. Like th- there's been no culpability for it at all. And my feeling is that based based on that statement is that they don't care about the women affected by it. They don't. Oh, no, no, they, they don't they, care. They, they don't they care about the... thought about it. Like, the fact that they've signed them, I mean, I mentioned it right at the start, but the fact that they've signed them means that her name gets dragged up again five years after she thought it was probably finished because he was just plodding along at Clyde and folk were trying not to give a shit about him as much as humanly possible. But here we are, like, because we can't find any other striker anywhere in all of Great Britain and Ireland who might score like four to five goals between now and the end of the season. We're not even going to win the league because Kelly are going to win it the, the amount of people they've signed. So at best, we're, we're fighting for second place and squeaking through the playoffs. But like, at what cost now? And, th- and that's the thing. At what cost? Maybe, you know, maybe like we say, we're in an echo chamber and we'll get in the, the Premiership and almost everyone will be back. But I don't think so. Uh, and they've, so they've, they've, they've paid no attention to... You know the actual victim in this thing. Not David Gubilly is not the victim. David Gubilly is not the victim. Wraith Rovers are not the victims. We're not the victims. There is only one victim, and they've they've not given a shit. Uh, and they've not. You know, they, I guess they don't believe it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's, that's what it feels like. Um, so, aye, I, I, it's it's difficult to it's difficult to to read anything into other than that they just don't care and that, that they are only going for the nine goals they, they you know it should make more it should matter more than just the nine goals that will get us to second or third or whatever in the, in the league but for for whatever reason the and, and I think as I say John McGlynn's the one I thought would maybe have a bit more of a real sense of this and how that might have an impact but apparently not apparently it's just all about coming top this year uh, and given that we're fucking shit anyway at the moment, like we're not gonna, <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna get top anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think I guess so. I, I guess we probably have to wrap up. But uh, there's a few a few things just to cover off. One of them, I suppose, is kind of where where do we go from here? So we've got we've got four members of the board left. I'm not actually sure how many members of staff are actually left at the club at this point. We've, we're we're kind of running on maybe two hands worth of people. Um, and they've obviously in that statement shown no contrition for what's happened they've not even really tried to explain it so as far as we can tell they're going to plough on with this so where do you see things and where would you like or what would you like to see happen uh, I, I I don't think it matters what I'd like to see happen I, so in terms of in terms of Rovers recovering for here uh, I think it would take and, and again, bear in mind, I'm potentially in an echo chamber, but I think it would take uh, us to not play good Willie, and I, I don't know how that would come about. Uh, potentially McGlynn to step down, like, and that's not going to happen. And I, I think there'll be a portion of Ray fans that won't be happy until until John Sim is away. But, but ultimately, that, that that's fantasy, because... The Wraith board, the management team have come together and said, right, the best way for us to get promoted is to is, is to sign David Goodwillie. 
Now, we can tell by the by the statement that the opinion of the fans isn't being taken into consideration at this time. So, I, presumably, we are just going to see where we go from here. Now, we don't think it's going to go very well. Mm. But some Wraith fans think it might go okay. And, 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 and fair play to them. I, I think it's going to go really poorly. So, so what I think will happen is we won't get promoted. Uh, I, we might get in the playoffs. I, I, I don't think we'll, we'll get promoted for the playoffs. And then we're left with a, a, a team who has a threadbare support with a, a, a 30-plus something striker who can't lead us to the Premiership. Championship will be difficult next season, so it'll be exactly the same next season. And ultimately, we're, we're going to start going backwards. Uh, I... I cannot believe we're in this position. Genuinely, I cannot believe. And, and bear in mind, 24, 48 hours ago, I was thinking, right, see if we bring in, see if we can bring in a good striker. We might be able to win the league here. Potentially. We can, we can potentially go for it. We can, or at least finish second behind Kilmarnock. And then you've got a right good go at the, you've got a right good go at the playoffs. Then the rumour started about Goodwilly. Then we signed Goodwilly. And I'm like, right, I now think the club is in big trouble, all in the space of whatever it is, 24, 48 hours. I, I, I don't know if I've seen such a startling turnaround from any club in, in recent memory. And it's like, it really is horrible because, because, because it's my football team. And I'm like, right, well, I, I don't think I go and see them anymore. Hmm. And uh, yeah, is that hit home yet? Because I don't know if it's hit home quite for me. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not watching tonight's game, but there's a chance I'd be watching it online anyway. There's a chance I might not have ended up watching it for umpteen reasons anyway. So I don't know if, I don't know if that's totally hit home for me yet, but I know that at some point it's going to, on a, on a Saturday where I'd be planning to watch them and I'm not doing anything else, but I won't be watching them. It was, it was probably the first thing for me last night in terms of, right, well, and again, this may, this may be sound silly, but, but there might be... Well, there is days at my work. Let's say it's a Thursday, and I'm like, this day, <laughs> this day is fucking rubbish. I can't wait to get to Saturday so I can go and watch us play Hamilton. Now, that sounds like that. That sounds like a fairly uh, insubstantial way to spend your weekend. I, I totally appreciate that. But see, when you're having like a rubbish day at work, it's like, right. Hopefully, we can beat Hamilton at the weekend. And, and, and I'll be there and, and, and I can just forget about my week but I, I'm, I'm not going to have that anymore and I'll, I'll probably, st- I'll, I'll, probably st- I'll, I'll still go and watch football I'll, I'll go and see Cowden Beath I've got three I've got three stadiums I need to visit to complete a 42 which is Cove and Annan and uh, Kelty and I'll, that'll complete a 42 but aye it'll be I'll enjoy it I've got something out of it but will it be as well, well I, I find it as invigorating as is cheering on the Rovers on a Saturday. No, 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 I won't. But ultimately, I kind of feel like it's a right. I kind of feel like it's a right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I, I said at the start of it, but I don't think the only, the only way I can see me going back is, and it, it feels weird to say this about McGlynn. Like McGlynn's a total hero. I mean, he's, he's he's arguably our best manager. I mean, maybe he's our second best manager after Jimmy Nicol, but he's he's far and away in the top two. So it feels weird to say it, but I, I'm not going to go back with with McGlynn there. Like I, I, I can't, I can't 
justify it. So McGlynn needs to go, uh, Paul Smith needs to go, and his wife, who's the chief executive, uh, needs to go. And I mean, that relationship is not a good, smart relationship to have anyway uh, within a football club or any organisation. But uh, the other directors need to go and, and that, are, that voted for it, and David Sim needs to go. And I have no, or John Sim, sorry, I have no idea what impact that has on the Rovers, given what you said about the price of football stuff. I don't think that's a good thing in a sense, like having nobody there with any sort of funds to uh, to cover us. But I, I don't see how, I don't ever, I won't ever trust them to make any decisions again. I won't trust them to to do the right moral thing. Like if, if something came down the line like this in the future, I, which is but when you think about it, it's quite bizarre. Ben and I are now on so what date is it? The first of February, and yet if you'd if you'd asked us the question on the thirtieth of January, like do you, do you, like do you trust the Wraith Rovers board to make the right decisions going forward? I, I certainly would have said yes, and you probably would have said yes. And right. here we are, 48 hours later, saying I'd quite like to remove all of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a wee bit of me was a bit nervous about the, the Good Willie stuff the first time around, but it sounded like, for better or worse, all, they'd at least listened to Val McDermott about it. Like, even if they didn't give a shit about what we were saying, they'd at least listened to somebody who has lots of time for the Rovers and loves the club and also has given us quite a bit of financial help. But apparently, whether it was the whether it was the draw with Celtic that did it or... That, that done it. Right. That, that done it. Absolutely. I, I think if we'd lost the Banks OD, then we'd be hoping that Ethan Farian could come back different from his from his injury, could come back as a goal scorer. But genuinely, I, I think if we if we hadn't been pulled out of the hat to play Celtic away from home, and I don't think that should be happening at all. But it is, and as I say, I, I don't I don't see a situation where unless unless they're all gone, that I go back to the Rovers or watch them. Uh, in a lot of ways, I've loved the last eighteen months. Uh, even though we've had to watch most of it on laptops, uh, like I felt more invested in this team than I have for a good yeah. long time. I, agreed, I agreed. I mean, when you think about what we have had to endure over the last excellent uh, years, like watching Barry Smith's team and watching Gary Locke's team and watching John Hughes's team or, or, or whatever, and since uh, since McGlynn come in, it's been a brilliant team to watch. They've, they've played great football. They've had success in, in terms of finishing high up the table that we haven't had in so many years. And then to to, to end up at this point where the where the support is, is totally fractured and we're, we're all falling out about, about fucking David Goodwillie, mm-hmm. which is totally unnecessary. And ultimately... It's, Ultimately, it's just sad, and as you say, I I, I don't know where we go from here. I, it's going to take a long, long time to recover. I just I, I was thinking yesterday about we were both at the Partick Thistle game just before Christmas, and I you know I don't get to many physical games these days because of having two kids and I'm not a very good driver, so uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't get to that many physical games. But I, but I was at that one, and we lost one 0 to a ninety third minute goal or whatever it was. But like. That, I, I felt so excited after that game. Like it was the, like the the support for like the entire second half for just roaring the the team on. Like the mm-hmm. players were putting everything into it. Like you could tell John McGlynn and Paul Smith and everybody were just super invested at the end. Like it was a kind of standing ovation for them. Like I, you almost couldn't have been prouder, even though we lost one 0 mm-hmm. Like you know we'd had half the team out yep. with COVID or whatever else it was. And and I think we've gone from that to. 
I, I don't even. I'm not even going to. I'll probably f- see the score tonight, but I don't care. Like, and I'm looking at it. I don't think David Goodwill is actually playing tonight, but regardless, it doesn't matter. Um, and it's as you say, it's sad. It's um, it's just depressing, and uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know where where we go. Uh, it's it's going to be a long road back if there is if there is a road back. Um, but yeah, uh, any any final thoughts? Anything about? Where you think the next twenty four hours are going to go? Anything that you want? To... I, I I don't know about the next twenty four hours, but I'll, I, presumably I'll see it. It starts back in in twenty twenty four when when David Goodwillie's uh, contract runs down. Well, that's but that's the thing though. Actually, see see if they cancel this contract. See if they cancel it tomorrow. Uh, I would find it very hard to go back for the reasons that I said in terms of the people that made the decisions. Uh, they they won't cancel his contract. No, I know, I know, I know, I know they won't. I know they won't. <laughs> but like, but. And the hypothetical that they did, I I couldn't go back. No one. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I wouldn't ever go back at that point, but it would take me a long time to go back and cheer on a John McGlynn team or a you know a team John Simmons. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with you, and I, I'm not saying I would necessarily go back immediately. But then, by the same token, you could say they listen to fans. Aye, 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 you're right. Aye, it would be slightly different. It would be slightly different. But aye, as you say, that's not happening. <laughs> so I, I'll probably see you in two or three years' time whenever I get an extension and he'll end up being like playing to his 40 about like the Tom Brady of... Uh, although obviously I'll make it clear Tom Brady has never raped anyone. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it's very depressing. Um, it's very depressing. It's very sad. Um, as I say, um, and I said in my intro, like... Thoughts go out to uh, Denise Clare really more than anybody tonight. It's it's um, just that kind of awful situation that our football club have brought to the brought to the forefront. Um, uh, the only other thing I would say is, is to believe women. Uh, but Sean, any, anything else that you want to, to add before we pack it in? No, no, I, I think you've summed up perfectly. Thank you. Grant. Well, uh, we'll be back, Sean. You'll be back with the. Uh, Tell for tomorrow, I think, wouldn't you? Uh, yes, we have uh, the the ten or oh, ten signings in the in the lower leagues that uh, that, that that doesn't include uh, David Goodwill. Yeah, and uh, uh, I'll be on some other one that's probably not got to do with football fairly soon as well. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if uh, if you're listening to this and you agree with it, if you got any comments on it, feel free to to post. If you've got horrible, awful comments on it. You can fuck Don't off. bother. Yeah. But uh, that's it. Thanks very much. I'll uh, catch you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.